welcome to the Soar Community Network podcast with your host, Malie Ponpadit. Here, inside our community, we help each other see, own, articulate, and release our unique message and mission into the world. Uncover your gifts and talents, release your passions, own your purpose, and let's soar together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the SOAR Community Network podcast. I am your host, Mali Ponfadith, and today we have Elizabeth Rents with us. Elizabeth is an author, executive transformational coach, and motivating professional speaker who helps the high-achieving individuals achieve even more. She is the founder of Breakthrough Your Way, a company that is focused on personal and professional development. After 10 years of owning her executive recruiting firm, Elizabeth knew there was a better way to help people reach their highest potential with their unique process. And so I am delighted to have you, Elizabeth. We have a lot to talk about today and share. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Well, I am so delighted. We've spent some time prior to this interview getting to know each other. And you are in Texas, and I'm in Washington, D.C., and I think that's the beauty of being connected, having a strong community of people who are out there changing the world. So thanks for doing what you're doing, and thank you for being a part of our community now. Yeah, well, I'm very excited about that. That's the one thing that I found about this particular type of business is all all of the the varieties of people that are out there each one having a different way to work but the fact that we're all interconnected i mean i have people that i talk to in england and in uh india and, and not to mention mexico of course so it's it's exciting that we all come together it is exciting. Well, and also just to learn about entrepreneurship from other leaders in the world who have built multiple businesses. I mean, you had a business prior to this, and then you decided that you were going to pivot, make some changes, and launch this new business. So can you lead us through that journey of uh, business ownership, and what made you decide that it was time to reinvent yourself? And it was time to create Breakthrough Your Way. Well, I think that was probably twofold. Number one, I had been building up a lot of stress from my recruiting business. It wasn't that the landscape of the business itself had changed from when I first began, especially with 208 and the real estate market and the banks changing. I was a recruiter for small, my business smoke, uh, focused on small, independent Texas banks, those that were about somewhere between four to six hundred million in asset size. And when 208 happened, a lot of those were gobbled up. And the ones that managed to survive, their whole way of working changed. And I found that I was not helping the way that I had before. And that was causing a lot of physical pain in me. And I realized I needed to make a change. I woke up and I was 67 years old. And I realized that I had another 30 possibly 40 more years to go 
what did I want to do that would be where I could be true to myself and help others? And I took, I guess, close to nine months figuring out where I wanted to go, putting things in place, getting the education that I needed to have to carry forth in a coaching type business, uh, putting together websites, understanding that it is a process. It's not something that happens overnight, even though we happen to be geared to wanting everything now. It doesn't happen that way. And, and the more you are relaxed, let your soul take the lead and your mind set up the processes, the opportunities start flowing in. So it's, it's amazing. It's wonderful. First is making the decision. That's, you have to realize that you are responsible for your life and where it goes, and nobody else is. I kept thinking somebody else was, and, and I realized, my God, that's an illusion. There's nobody that's going to lead my life but me. So it's a matter of figuring out where you want to go and what you want to do that makes you happy. And this makes me happy. <laughs> when you launched your, your recruiting business um, many years ago, what is the difference between when you launched that business then and now that you're launched that now that you've launched this business now, what has been some of the uh, dramatic differences in where you are, in your mindset, in you know the direction, the goals that you're setting for the business? The mindset is the key. The the basic format that I followed is really the same. When I decided to do recruiting, a friend suggested suggested that I do that. I had just moved to Dallas from Corpus Christi where I had been a graphic artist and I moved. I take all sorts of things happen in a lifetime. I moved to the point where the dot com era did a great big sinkhole. So I needed to find something new and recruiting sounded like it would be interesting. So I analyzed that and then I went to work for a company so that I could learn the process. How does it work? What do I need to do? I became very good at it and then started my own company. So that physical process was pretty much the same. Of, of, of starting a business. The mindset, I think, to a degree was the same because I had the determination that I was going to succeed. And I think that's, that is one of the number one things. The difference, I think, for me was even doing the recruiting, even owning my own business, Recruiting was not my heart. I liked that I could talk to and help the CEOs of companies, of banks, and that I could help um, my clients, my, uh, the applicants that I had and worked with, make changes and become what they wanted to. But I wasn't really accomplishing what I felt 
was my goal in life or my true calling in life. I wasn't helping in a way that I was doing all I could. And that's the difference between what I did with my recruiting firm and what I'm doing with my coaching business now. I'm in love with my business. I absolutely love what I'm doing and I'm finding more things to connect with people and help people and hiring stories from so many people about where they are, where they want to be and, and the excitement that they have in creating something that is them. It belongs to them. I'm, this is the American dream. I'm, I'm, it really is. This is this is so great. Let me ask you about transformation. I think people really hear the words transformation or transformational coaching. They hear executive coaching. Uh, let's talk about transformation at the highest level. You work with high-achieving individuals. You work with uh, leaders, business owners, corporate executives, and beyond. Uh, what in their minds does transformation translate to? Like when they first approach you and they think, transformation, I need that. What are some of the goals that they come with when they're first meeting and discovering with you what they ultimately would like to get out of the experience with you? Releasing or getting rid of stress. I, th I think that is the, the, the main thing it may not come out that way. I can hear, um, if I'm meeting with a business owner, he may tell me all of the things that are wrong with his business and, and the people and the, the conflict that might be having there. But all of that really comes out of or builds up into the stress that he or she needs to figure out why is that and what do I need to make a change to? When I work, the first time I work with someone, I ask them, what are three things you want more in your life? Why don't you have them? And what would it look like if you did have it? We are so used to saying, Billy and Susan argue all the time. My bottom line isn't going up. My um, sales team is not making enough sales. We, we have a tendency, I think, to explain in the negative and to pull it to the positive of saying what I want more of in my life, even if I don't have it right now, but this is what I want more of in my life, switches the energy. And you start, it allows you to start thinking. Whereas if, if you come into that negative, it's, it's a barrier. You can't think. All you know is you've got all this stuff in your life that's not working and you want to get rid of it. So I think the understanding of that and getting the business owner, the, the uh, salesperson, the team lead, to understand that's simply switching their thought pattern 
allows them to move forward and start thinking about, okay, this is what we can do, and this is how we can move forward. I think that's the key right there. Well, then let's talk a little bit then about your Breakthrough Your Way transformation process. I mean, you have a process that you've built and put together and are using and exercising in your practice when you're working with your clients. So what does that process look like, feel like? What does it entail? And how do you help uh, individuals not just de-stress but get unstuck in so many areas of their lives? Because, again, you know, we talk a lot on this podcast about professional development and leadership development, but a lot of that has to do with personal development. What's happening at home? What's happening in the, in the personal side, in your heart, that's holding you back? I mean, would you say you find that to be truly hand-in-hand? Uh, hand? You can't have one without the other? That's true. You cannot. Um, in building any business or any relationship, uh, one thing that I've... Okay, let me back up. On my process, one of the first things that I have a CEO, a team lead, or each individual person do is a complete... Uh, worksheet of who they are from the past forward. So you're doing a personal history. And I do that more for their awareness than for it wherever it's going to lead. Because you have to understand where you're coming from. Before, when we grow up, we are taught until the age of 10, we kind of are sponges and we absorb everything. So we have a lot of limiting beliefs, possibly values that we came up with that build our strategies for the way that we work, the way we function. And those strategies oftentimes are no longer workable for us as an adult we need to make a change. But we have to be aware of what they are before we can change them. So therefore, I do this whole personal history. Um, one thing I'm a very firm believer in, and I do it myself, is meditation. It is such a huge stress reliever. It opens the brain up to allow you to to think and feel and understand at a much higher quality than what we do normally. That's number one that I really, really encourage people to do. The second thing that I do, and this sounds, you know, like woo-woo or whatever, is journal. You have to understand what you're feeling and thinking and what you're producing in order to move from one part to the other. I can tell people what to do. You can tell people what to do. We have friends that tell us all the time what to do. But until we understand and integrate that and move away from these uh, limiting strategies or beliefs and make a conscious effort and intention to do that, we don't create that movement forward. And so it's a matter of 
understanding and then having the incentive to do that on a continuous basis and to understand that this is a process. Life is a process. The destination is when you die. So it's, it's moving through that and taking a breath and letting it happen. How many times, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I would sit at my desk when I was doing recruiting thinking, all right, I've got to make this deal. I've got to get these two people together. We need to make it happen right now. And I would do my best to push. And that does nothing but build up stress. And I see that. I would see that constantly in a lot of the lenders that I was working with. They would get burned out. And then they'd come to me and say, I need a new job. I can't handle my boss. It wasn't a matter of not handling the boss. It was a matter of where were they stuck in the old strategy that wasn't letting them move forward. Give you an example. Let's say that a person has a value system that says they need to be home in the evening with their family, but their job requires that they're working that 50, 60 hours. And they have another value that says, okay, I need to make money. I need to be the good breadwinner. I need to bring this in so that we can send our kids to college and all this kind of stuff. They have so many conflicting values going on that they need to figure out how are you going to change that? How do you write that in the positive so that you either move from that job or you communicate with your partner and your kids and say, look, this is where it is right now and, and make that easier on yourself. It's so many things are so just a simple reframe that will shift one thing that will wind up shifting the next. It's like dominoes. You move the first one, and it topples, and the whole thing starts to topple. It's, it's beginning. It's understanding that you need to make this for yourself, not for somebody else, but for yourself. And, and that is really difficult for a business that is now uh, has been going around for a while and then finds himself in the decline because you want to make it work one way or another, and you want to push. And a lot of times it just doesn't work that way. You've got to start backwards a little bit and understand what's happening, where you're coming from internally. If you can figure out the internal part, the rest of it will work in. Well, I think that's really when coaching or someone from the outside who can guide and lead makes a big difference because after a while, you know, the habits, the things that we, our value systems, they become routine for us they become the uh -huh. and until someone challenges us to put on different set of lenses it's it's very difficult to think that or to know that something is really really off like most people just shrug it off and say well that's just the way life is life is uh -huh. fair life is this is what it is and that's also a value system right that yes. I can't do anything to change my own destiny. Just life just throws stuff at me. That's a value that you're holding from somewhere. Um, so I think that having that 
guide, that mentor, that coach makes a huge difference. We are too close to ourselves. We don't see sometimes, well, we might see our flaws, but we don't know how it can be tweaked and shifted and a different perspective sometimes makes all the difference in the world. <laughs> so I think it's important the work that coaches do. And and I also know that you have a, a master certification in neuro-linguistic programming. And you also have a certification with integrative wellness and life coaching. And that's important only because it takes somebody who has studied how the brain works, how uh, we rewire things and our thoughts and our beliefs do impact how we operate on a day-to-day. So I'd like for you to talk a little bit about that. I mean, with your background, with your training, how important have they been in terms of your training to the work that you do? I mean, do you practice it every day, everything that you've learned? <laughs> Probably not everything, but just about, yes. Um, what I talk about, what I offer to others are things that I've been through. Because when you do these particular types of trainings, you're doing it on yourself. I mean, that's the way you learn. What I really liked about my coach training, my integrative wellness training, was that the instructor, the person that designed this whole program for the certification, was also well instructed and had a lot of knowledge about NLP. And she had taken, NLP NLP can be at times a little um, too directive to people. And she had taken the whole, a number of those processes and softened them so that it doesn't infringe on people's making choices for themselves. Some of the processes actually go back or are, are based on a timeline that it's a visualization, half hypnosis, half-visualization type process, based on a timeline, which is a lot of NLP, that takes you back over time and lets you erase some of those fears and some of those strategies that you have that you're having a hard time getting rid of, and relaxes that so that you can make those changes. That's why I like the NLP is because there are processes that not just work on individuals but can be worked at in a group, like the seminars and workshops that I do, and and be very, very effective to where people walk out of a two-and-a-half-day training really feeling different and not just a um, feel-good type, okay, I'm enthusiastic, I'm going to go out and win the world. It's more than that. It is something that has happened internally to you that allows you to make a soft, I call it a softer change, just a softer change so that you're not that abrupt and uh, you're more sensitive to your system and you're more aware of what your emotions are. That's that's important too. You, where Where are those emotions leading you and how do they determine how much stress you can let go of a certain time. So, and and then I, I think, too, the 
it, it, <laughs> meditation is a strange beast. I, it is, it is, uh, because I have so many people, uh, I mean, I don't care where I am, uh, whether I'm at Toastmasters or whether I'm just in a group of friends or if I'm talking to my husband, there are so many people that do not understand what meditation is. I think back in the 70s, you know, we had the flower power and yoga came out and it was kind of like up there in the air, kind of woo-woo type stuff. And and that part of that, I think, has carried forward, especially to this baby boomer generation that's that's still thinking, okay, what am I going to do to take care of myself? Uh, but meditation, they are showing now relieves so much stress. There's so many things that happen internally when you allow your body just to talk to itself and and be with itself. It starts to make a change. And it's not something, it's not like you have to sit down and say, mm, for 35 minutes, you know? And it's not something that all of a sudden you have no thoughts you just go off into some far land, you know. It, it's not like that. You have your thoughts. You just don't think about them. You let them come and you let them go. And if you start with five minutes a day, in a month, you're going to feel a change in yourself. You're going to feel a softness, a more awareness of who you are, a more awareness of where your heart wants to go. It just happens. And if I could explain it better than that, I would, but it, it does. My husband keeps telling me, he, he does a meditation with me every day. He says, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I said, don't worry about it. It's, it, you're not supposed to be doing anything. All you do is follow your breath, let your thoughts go, and you're meditating. And it's that simple. And it's good for you. That, and it's it doesn't cost anything, <laughs> right? So when I you know when I said earlier that I think it's great, I really was referencing the fact that your background, your training does incorporate the integrative wellness. It's so important to take care of your body, your mind, and your spirit holistically. You know, in the past, even when I was going to school and studying business, it seems so fragmented and separated. They used to teach us, well, you know, personal is personal, keep it at home. And when you go to work, you got to be professional. And it just never resonated so well with me back then. And now that we're doing the work that we're doing, you know, helping people really map out their vision,